welcome to the Sleepy Podcast. Hi guys, it's your host, Jane Lytell. We're going to circle back to special publication 837, chapter 2, The Fundamentals. The easiest way to remember them is that NIST puts everything in a triangle. The CIA triad, you know that one by now, confidentiality, integrity, and availability. The risk management process, why that's farm, frame, assess, respond, and monitor. And let's not forget the organization-wide risk management approach. Tier one, they get paid the most. Tier two, they don't get paid as much. And tier three, yeah, they get paid the least. So without any further ado, let me knock out chapter two for you. Oh, this is a long one. So I'm not going to finish it tonight. Let's go. The Fundamentals, How to Manage Security and Privacy Risk. This chapter describes the basic concepts associated with managing information system-related security and privacy risk in organizations. These concepts include the RMF steps and task structure. Information security and privacy programs in the RMF, information system, system elements, and how authorization boundaries are established, security and privacy posture, and finally, security and privacy risk management practices associated with the supply chain. Don't forget that one. Organization-wide risk management. Managing information system-related security and privacy risk is a complex undertaking that requires the involvement of the entire organization. From senior leaders providing the strategic vision and top-level goals and objectives for the organization to mid-level leaders planning, executing, and managing projects to individuals developing, implementing, operating, and maintaining the systems supporting the organization's missions and business functions. Risk management is a holistic activity that affects every aspect of the organization including the mission and business planning activities, the enterprise architecture, the SDLC processes, and the systems engineering activities that are integral to those system lifecycle processes. Figure one, and I'm not gonna be able to show you that, but that is the triangle or pyramid of level or tier one, two, and three, illustrates a multi-level approach to risk management described in SP 839 that addresses security and privacy risk at the organization level, the mission business process level, and the information system level. Communication and reporting are bi-directional information flows across the three levels to ensure that risk is addressed throughout the organization. The activities conducted at levels one and two are critical to preparing the organization to execute the RMF. 
Such preparation involves a wide range of activities that go beyond simply managing the security and privacy risk associated with operating or using specific systems and includes activities that are essential to managing security and privacy risk appropriately throughout the organization. Decisions about how to manage such risk at the system level cannot be made in isolation. Such decisions are closely linked to the one mission or business objectives of organizations. Two, modernization initiatives for systems, components, and services. Three, enterprise architecture and the need to manage and reduce the complexity of systems through consolidation, optimization, and standardization. Four, allocation of resources to ensure the organization can conduct its missions and business operations effectively, efficiently, and in a cost-effective manner. Preparing the organization to execute the RMF can include, one, assigning roles and responsibilities for organizational risk management processes, two, establishing a risk management strategy and organizational risk tolerance. Three, identifying the missions, business functions, and mission business processes the information system is intended to support. Four, identifying key stakeholders, internal and external to the organization, that have an interest in the information system. Five, identifying and prioritizing assets, including information assets. Six, understanding threats to information systems and organizations. Seven, understanding the potential adverse effects on individuals. Eight, conducting organization and system level risk assessments. Nine, identifying and prioritizing security and privacy requirements. 10. Determining authorization boundaries for information systems and common controls. 11. Defining information systems in terms of the enterprise architecture. 12. Developing the security and privacy architectures that include controls suitable for inheritance by information systems. 13. Identifying, aligning, and deconflicting security and privacy requirements. And 14. Allocating security and privacy requirements to information systems, systems elements, and organizations. In contrast to the level one and two activities that prepare the organization for the execution of the RMF, level three addresses risk from an information system perspective and is guided and informed by the risk decisions at the organization and mission and business process levels. The risk decisions at level one and two can impact the selection and implementation of controls at the system level. Controls are designed by the organization as system-specific, hybrid, or common, which are inherited controls in accordance with the enterprise architecture security or privacy architecture, and any tailored control baselines or overlays that have been developed by the organization. Organizations establish traceability of controls to the security and privacy requirements 
that the controls are intended to satisfy. Establishing such traceability ensures that all requirements are addressed through system design, development, implementation, operations, maintenance, and disposition. Each level of the risk management hierarchy is a beneficiary of a successful RMF execution, reinforcing the iterative nature of the risk management process, where security and privacy risks are framed, assessed, responded to, and monitored, that's FARM, remember, at various organizational levels. Without adequate risk management preparation at the organizational level, security and privacy activities can become too costly, demand too many skilled security and privacy professionals, and produce ineffective solutions. For example, organizations that fail to implement an effective enterprise architecture will have difficulty in consolidating, optimizing, and standardizing their information technology infrastructures. Additionally, the effect of architectural and design decisions can adversely affect the ability of organizations to implement effective security and privacy solutions. A lack of adequate preparation by organizations could result in unnecessary redundancy as well as inefficient, costly, and vulnerable systems, services, and applications. Now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty. Risk Management Framework Steps and Structure There are seven steps in the RMF. A preparatory step to ensure that organizations are ready to execute the process and six main steps. All seven steps are essential for the successful execution of the RMF. The steps are one, prepare. To execute the RMF from an organization and system level perspective, by establishing a context and priorities for managing security and privacy risk. Categorize. The system and the information process stored and transmitted by the system based on an analysis of the impact of loss. Select. An initial set of controls for the system and tailor the controls as needed to reduce risk to an acceptable level based on a risk assessment. Implement the controls and describe how the controls are employed within the system and its environment operation. Assess the controls to determine if the controls are implemented correctly, operating as intended, and producing the desired outcomes with respect to satisfying the security and privacy requirements. Authorize the system or common controls based on a determination that the risk to organizational operations and assets, individuals, and organizations, and the nation, that's us, the United States, is acceptable. Monitor the controls and the associated controls on an ongoing basis to include assessing control effectiveness, documenting changes to the system and environment of operation, conducting risk assessments and impact analysis, and reporting the security and privacy posture of the system. Figure two, and that's another one I'm not gonna be able to show you, illustrates the steps in the RMF. The RMF operates at all levels in the risk management hierarchy. 
Chapter 3 provides a detailed description of each of the tasks necessary to carry out the steps in the RMF. While the RMF steps are listed in sequential order above and in Chapter 3, the steps following the prepare step can be carried out in a non-sequential order. After completing the tasks in the prepare step, organizations executing the RMF for the first time for a system or set of common controls typically carry out the remaining steps in sequential order. However, there could be many points in the risk management process where there is a need to diverge from the sequential order due to the type of system, risk decisions made by senior leadership, or to allow for iterative cycles between tasks or revisiting tasks, for example, during agile development. Once the organization is in the monitor step, events may dictate a non-sequential execution of steps. For example, changes in risk or in system functionality may necessitate revisiting one or more of the steps in the RMF to address the change. I'm going to read one of the sidebars, Flexibility in RMF Implementation. Organizations are expected to execute all steps and tasks in the RMF, apart from tasks labeled as optional. However, organizations have significant flexibility in how each of the RMF steps and tasks are carried out, as long as organizations are meeting all applicable requirements and effectively managing security and privacy risk. The intent is to allow organizations to implement the RMF in the most efficient, effective, and cost-effective manner to support mission and business needs in a way that promotes effective security and privacy. Flexible implementation may include executing tasks in a different, potentially non-sequential order, emphasizing certain tasks over other tasks, or combining certain tasks where appropriate. It can also include the use of the cybersecurity framework to enhance RMF task execution. Flexibility of implementation can also be applied to control selection. Control tailoring to meet organizational security and privacy needs or conducting control assessments throughout the SDLC. For example, the selection, tailoring, implementation, and assessment of controls can be done incrementally as a system is being developed. The implementation of control tailoring helps to ensure that security and privacy solutions are customized for the specific missions, business functions, risks, and operating environments of the organization. In the end, the flexibility inherent in the RMF execution promotes effective security and privacy that helps to protect the systems that organizations depend on for mission and business success and the individuals whose information is processed by those systems. Although the risk management approach is conveyed as hierarchical, project and organization dynamics are typically more complex. The risk management approach selected by an organization may vary on a continuum from top-down command to decentralized consensus among peers. However, in all cases, organizations use a consistent approach that is applied to risk management processes organization-wide 
from the organizational level to the information system level. Organizational officials identify and secure the needed resources to complete the risk management tasks described in this publication and ensure that those resources are made available to the appropriate personnel. Resource allocation includes funding to conduct risk management tasks and assigned qualified personnel that are needed to accomplish the tasks. Each step in the RMF has a purpose statement, a defined set of outcomes, and a set of tasks that are carried out to achieve those outcomes. The outcomes can be achieved by different risk management levels. That is, some of the outcomes are universal to the entire organization, while others are system-focused or mission business unit-focused. Another figure that I'm not going to be able to show you provides an example of the purpose statement and outcomes for the RMF prepare step, organizational level. I'll read it to you. Prepare. Purpose. The purpose of the prepare step is to carry out essential activities at the organization, mission, and business process and information system levels of the organization to help prepare the organization to manage its security and privacy risks using the risk management framework. Prepare tasks, organizational level. Table one, and I'll read it to you. Provides a summary of tasks, expected outcomes for the RMF prepare step at the organization level. Applicable cybersecurity framework constructs are also provided. The table has a list of tasks at the organizational level and another column that aligns with their outcomes. Task P1 is called risk management roles. The outcomes, individuals are identified and assigned key roles for executing the risk management framework. It also aligns these tasks with the cybersecurity framework, but I'm afraid I'm really gonna lose you, so I'm gonna skip over those. You can go to 837 and look them up on page 11. Task P2, Risk Management Strategy. A risk management strategy for the organization that includes a determination and expression of organizational risk tolerance is established. Task P3, Risk Assessment Organization. Outcome? An organization-wide risk assessment is completed or an existing risk assessment is updated. Task P4, organizationally tailored control baselines and cybersecurity framework profiles. Now this one's optional. Outcome, organizationally tailored control baselines and or cybersecurity framework profiles are established and made available. Task P5, common control identification. Common controls that are available for inheritance by organizational systems are identified, documented, and published. Task P6, this one's also optional. Impact level prioritization. Outcome, a prioritization of organizational systems with the same impact level is conducted. Task P7, continuous monitoring strategy organization. Outcome, an organization-wide strategy for monitoring control effectiveness is developed 
and implemented. Each task contains a set of potential inputs needed to execute the task and a set of expected outputs generated from task execution. In addition, each task describes the risk management roles and responsibilities associated with the task and the phase of the SDLC where task execution occurs. A discussion section provides information related to the task to facilitate understanding and to promote effective task execution. Finally, completing the RMF task description, there is a list of references to provide organizations with supplemental information for each task. Where applicable, the references also identify system security engineering tasks that correlate with the RMF task. There's another figure and it illustrates the structure of a typical RMF task. So I'll go through this one too. We'll start with risk assessment organization. Risk assessment organization. Task P3. Assess organization-wide security and privacy risk and update the risk assessment results on an ongoing basis. Now here are the potential inputs. Risk management strategy, mission or business objectives, current threat information, system level security and privacy risk assessment results, supply chain risk assessment results, previous organization level security and privacy risk assessment results, information sharing agreements or memoranda of understanding, security and privacy information from continuous monitoring, expected outputs, organization-level risk assessment results. This means artifacts, results, or conditions after task execution. Primary responsibility, senior accountable official for risk management or risk executive function. Remember, I told you to keep that one in the back of your mind. It'll come up again. Senior agency information security officer, senior agency official for privacy. Supporting roles, just like in a play, you've got to have some. Chief Information Officer, Mission or Business Owner, Authorizing Official, or Authorizing Official Designated Representative. Now there's some explanatory information to facilitate understanding because I'm sure that y'all got it on the first try, but let's go to the discussion part. Risk assessment at the organizational level leverages aggregated information from system level risk assessment results, continuous monitoring, and any strategic risk considerations relevant to the organization. The organization considers the totality of risk from the operation and use of its information systems. From information exchange and connections with other internally and externally owned systems, and from the use of external providers. For example, the organization may review the risk related to its enterprise architecture and information systems of varying impact levels residing on the same network and whether higher impact systems are segregated from lower impact systems or systems operated and maintained by external providers. The organization may also consider the variability of environments that may exist within the organization. 
for example, different locations serving different missions and business processes, and the need to account for such variability in risk assessments. Risk assessments of the organization's supply chain may be conducted as well. Risk assessment results may be used to help organizations establish a cybersecurity framework profile. Got it? There's lots of frameworks. And then the table references other NIST publications. That is the risk management framework task structure. Okay, guys, I'm going to call it a night for this one. Have you nodded off? Boy, I would have when I got to the prepare step descriptions. But that's okay. I'll still be here. Good night.